Hey everyone, welcome and welcome back. Jamie here with another episode of I'm Not Mentally Ill But, a space where we dive into the twisted reality of mental illness from a new perspective. Today, we're going to be diving into another personal story of what I went through due to having someone in my life who had bipolar disorder. I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit of like an adult content warning. We are going to be getting into topics of drug use. So I just kind of want to go ahead and put that out now so you're aware and prepared. This episode is going to be the story of the time that Jason roofied me with meth. So a little background, Jason, prior to us knowing each other, he struggled with addiction and meth and heroin were the drugs of his choice. Now, when me and him first started hanging out, he was very much on the straight and narrow. He wasn't drinking. He wasn't doing drugs like he was completely sober. And how it all started is we were just having, it was a Saturday and it was super nice out, you know, Arizona. So we decided to go down to my pool. So we were in the pool um, and Jason was like, Hey, do you want to have some drinks? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do that. He was like, Oh, just like relax. Don't even worry about it. Like I'll handle the drinks. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, let me lay in the pool all day while you do all the work. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Let's do it. So I was like, okay, whatever. And, you know, he had done that plenty of times before and like nothing had ever happened. So no part of me even thought like, oh, this is a bad idea. Like, don't let him get your drinks. We're sitting in the pool. We're having a good time. And, you know, the drinks are flowing. I'm feeling really good. But I start to feel I start to feel different and I start to feel like I'm not just drunk. I know what it feels like to have a little bit of a buzz going. And it didn't feel like that. It felt kind of elevated. So I asked him, I was like, Hey, like, what are you putting in these drinks? And he was just like, Oh, he was like just the vodka and whatever the chaser was. And I was like, okay. I was like, I just feel kind of weird. Like I just feel different. He was like, Oh, I don't know. Like I feel fine. And I was like, okay. So I was like, maybe it's just the sun, you know, whatever. As the day is progressing, like I am just feeling super, super amped up, super excited, super ready to go. Like he literally could have thrown out any idea and I would have been like, oh yeah, let's do it. Totally down. I just felt like I was running on like a million miles an hour. I felt like my shit don't stink. Like I just felt like I was on top of the world, like having the best day. So I did ask him again because I was still like, this is not what it feels like to be drunk. And I was like, Jason, are you sure? Like you didn't put anything else in these drinks. And he was like, no. And at this point, because I'm like feeling good, I'm having a good time. There was a little voice in the back of my head, like "Mm, something isn't right, Jamie, but I was just high on life in this moment. So I was like, whatever, you know, having a great time. The day comes to an end and now it's Sunday and I wake up and, you know, usually when you wake up from day drinking out in the sun at a pool, like you're, you're just dead to the world. Well, I wasn't, I was still like super amped up. I was still like ready to go. And I was just like, this is not like, I know myself well enough at this point. I was like, this is not me after drinking. I get pretty gnarly hangovers and I'm feeling like on top of the world, ready to conquer it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Basically feeling like the energizer bunny still. And so now I'm starting to press him a little bit more because I'm like, this is not, this isn't normal. I was like, Jason, what else was in those drinks? And at this point, I'm even like, I'm not going to be mad, but just tell me like what else was in the drinks. I know it wasn't just alcohol. 
And again, he just kept being like, I don't know what to tell you, Jamie. Like it, it literally is just alcohol in the mixer. Don't know what to tell you. And so I'm like, okay, okay. And now those like on top of the world, fun feelings have now switched to me being very, very paranoid and very stressed out because I know myself well enough. And I know like something is not right, but I can't prove it. So I literally felt like I was going crazy because I know something is going on, but the person is telling me, nope, like everything's normal. So I'm like... (laughs) I'm getting super paranoid and I'm like literally going crazy in my brain. And I asked him again, I'm like, seriously, like you need to tell me like what else was in those drinks because I know something was in those drinks. He's again, like, no. And so now I'm like in my apartment by myself going through my fridge, absolutely everything that I can eat or drink, I am dumping out. I'm throwing away condiments. I'm throwing away food. I'm dumping out water bottles. Like I'm literally everything in my fridge and freezer. I end up throwing away because I'm like, he gave me something. I know he did. He won't admit to it, but I know he put it in something and he's not going to get the wool over my eyes. So like I'm throwing everything away. I mean, talking through that, that sounds so crazy. Someone going through their food and drinks and throwing it all away because they're convinced somebody is trying to do something to them. That's how insane I was feeling. Well, then that didn't make me feel good enough. So then I went into my shower and I'm like, okay, well, anything that can absorb into my body, I'm getting rid of. So I'm throwing away my shampoo. I'm throwing away my conditioner, my body wash, my face wash, my toothpaste, anything that I will either eat, drink or absorb into my skin. I'm throwing away and I'm literally running around, running around my apartment, tripping out, super paranoid trying to prove something that I know is happening, but I can't get any confirmation. So I'm literally like going crazy. So now we're coming to the end of day two and I am just still feeling super off. I'm feeling so paranoid. And so now my brain is starting to go. He had to have given me drugs. I was like, I don't know what drugs he gave me. I was like, but he had to have given me drugs. Alcohol effects do not last this long when I stopped drinking like early in the night, the day before. There's no way I'm still feeling like this. And there's no way drinking has never made me paranoid. At this point, I'm like, there's he did something. He just won't admit it. And I'm still like feeling super stressed out and feeling anxious and just tripping out in my brain. So now Monday rolls around. So now we're on literally day three and I am just like, I'm starting to feel a little bit more back to normal, but I'm still like just tripping myself out because I'm like, I know something happened. He is not telling me, but I know something happened. So I reach out to him and I'm like, here's the deal. You either tell me what you gave me or I'm going to get a drug test because I know 100% you gave me something. So those are the options. You let me know what you want to do. He was like, Jamie, you don't need to do all of that. Like trying to make me sound like I'm being so extra, like being so dramatic, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, these are your options. You either tell me right now what you gave me or I'm going to get a drug test. So after I said that to him for the second time and gave him that ultimatum, he was like, okay, fine. I did put something in your drink. And I was like, what did you put in my drink? I knew it. I knew you did something like, what did you put in my drink? He was like, well, I maybe put meth in your drink. Like so casual. He said it's so casual. Like, oh yeah, I just, you know, you know, like, oh, I just gave you some extra soda. Like just gave you some meth. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, you put what in my drink? He was like, yeah, I just, you know, I just put some meth in it. Like, it's not a big deal. 
And I was like, um, what do you mean? It's not a big deal. Like, what are you talking about? Like meth, like one of the top tier drugs that like people literally end up homeless on the streets because they're so addicted to, what do you mean? You just gave me some meth. And I'm like, and we're on day three. I still don't feel right. So I'm assuming it wasn't just a little meth. I mean, I'm thinking like every time he went in, he like put some in my drink. So I, I never did find out like how much he put in my drink. So I have no idea about that. So I asked him, I was like, what, like, what was the purpose of all of this? And he said to me that he had had really great sex on meth before. And he was hoping to repeat that. And that's a whole other thing. Like, okay, so not only are you drugging me, you're also drugging me in hopes of having sex with me. Like that, that's a whole, a whole other craziness, but it's just, it's the audacity for me. Like, how dare you just because you are started back on your downward spiral of like getting back into drugs, you're going to try to bring me down with you. Meth is a very addictive drug. What if I would have loved it and fell in love with it? Somebody was definitely looking out for me because I mean, I had a miserable experience. Like, yeah, the beginning was fun, but afterwards, like it wasn't fun at all. Like I, I was running around my apartment, throwing everything away because I was so paranoid. So somebody was definitely looking out for me with the experience that I had with it. But it's like, how dare you take that into your hands and you try to mess with my life in that regards. And, you know, I genuinely just think it was because he was going down this downward spiral. I just think he wanted somebody to come along. And I think he just wanted that person to be me. So I think that's why he was like, oh yeah, well I'm starting to do it. So now I'm going to give it to her and maybe she'll want to continue to do it. And it's also just crazy to think that somebody, you know, and trust and you have welcomed into your life would do something like this to you. Like when you hear about people getting roofied, I feel like a lot of the times it's like a stranger at a bar. And I feel like you don't really hear too much about getting roofied by somebody that's actually like in your life, a close person. I mean, this wasn't just like a random stranger. Like this was literally someone so close to me, like that would do this to me. And that just, I think it really just speaks to what can happen when somebody has a mental illness, when they get on drugs and when they're not taking their medication, because this was really the downward spiral for him. And this is also when I realized that he had started using drugs again, because he used to have, he used to be a drug addict. Um, He got clean and sober. And when me and him met, he wasn't drinking. He wasn't using drugs. He was on his medication. Like he was doing very well. He was in a very good space, but then throughout the year of us being together, things just kind of spiraled for him downward. And this was also, you know, this was one of those situations where really, really um, got me to the point of not, not wanting this individual in my life anymore. I think it goes without saying you can't roofie someone and expect to stay in their life. Like that's just not okay. But thankfully, (laughs) the only thing that I will say of this situation is I learned that um, I don't ever want to do meth again because it was a miserable experience. So if you are even contemplating doing meth, please don't because it's not fun. You are paranoid. You're freaking out and it's not a great time. And I also think so. Yes, this was a very like severe, severe situation, obviously. But I think realistically, it was like the nudge that I needed to be like, okay, this actually is really not safe. And you need to know that you're important too. Because so many times when it came to Jason, 
you know, when he was good, it was great. And then when it would get bad, I would, when he got bad, I felt bad about leaving him because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do I look like as a friend of somebody who like, I'm, I'm here when they're doing good. But then as soon as I get to a low point, like I'm not here anymore. And that was really my mentality where I really would put myself on the back burner. But this situation really made me realize that like, this is, this has nothing to do with being a good friend, not being a good friend. Like this has to do with personal safety. Like, I mean, I could have overdosed. I could have died, could have got addicted to meth. Like there's so many things that could have happened that he obviously didn't think about at all. And all he was thinking about was, oh, well, maybe we'll have really great sex. But he wasn't at all thinking about anything that was happening to me. And I think that that was a really big eye opener for me because relationships do need to be a two way street. So even though, you know, at this point he was at a low point, I finally got to a place where I was like, I'm not a bad friend because I choose to walk away when you're in a bad spot because you're doing harmful things to me. You know, it's not like he was just in a depressive mood and I was like, I can't handle like this is too much for me. It was like, no, you literally like you basically physically harm me, you know? And so it was, it kind of helped me get to a place where I was like, okay, this relationship is no longer safe. This relationship is not healthy. And so, like I said, yes, it was super drastic, but I honestly think I needed that, um, to really be like, okay, denied, I can't have you in my life at all. And, you know, it, it shouldn't have taken me to that serious of a thing to realize that because there were a lot of little things, but, you know, I always try to find the good in every situation. And I would say for me, the positive of this whole situation is it, it made me realize that I'm important too. And my safety is super important. And like my well being is super important. So yeah, you can be there as much as you want for somebody else, but you also have to be there for yourself. And this was one of those situations that really pushed me into that. So there you guys have it. There is my story of getting roofied by my best friend who had bipolar. I did also want to let you guys know that this is our final episode for season one. So I am going to be having a little bit of a break in between season two starting. Just want to revamp, you know, give you guys some new fun, exciting things. I am so thankful and honored that you have all been with me on this journey of season one. Season two is going to be even bigger, even better. I'm so excited about it, but there will be a little bit of a gap in between my next couple episodes. So next Wednesday, there will not be an episode, but if you missed any of the episodes, they're all online. So feel free to go back and watch them at any time. And seriously, you guys just thank you. And I look forward to season two. 